Hello. And welcome back to It Takes Two to Review with Lauren and Will. Sorry, I'm looking for something because I'm trying to explain something. I'm explaining to her my book that I'm reading and how what is it? A Drink Before the War by Dennis Lehane. It's, I've talked about it before. Mm hmm. I just want to refresh their memory if they don't know, you know? Yeah, it's... Where the fuck was it? I don't know. But how far are you in the book? Uh, 62 pages away from the end. Alright. And what are your initial thoughts? Um, it's interesting. You said it's kind of got some issues, though. It's trying to do too much. Like, the main concept is this black lady went off with uh, some precious documents. And they're trying to... They get hired to find them by these politicians. But... Shit happens and they're like, oh... Well, maybe we gotta do it for this. Maybe we gotta do it for this. And it's like, okay, but... Racism and politics and gang violence and pedophilia, which I just got to. And I'm like, okay. They're trying to touch on too many subjects and they're not doing any of them justice, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. I get ya. I've read books like that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But why? A lot of nonfiction books are like that. They're trying to teach you way too much in one book, and it kind of, like, feels all over the place. The thing is, this is the first <laughs> book in a series. Okay. I think I might have found that. That being said, do you know if you're going to continue the series yet or not? Yes, because I really want to get to Gone Baby Gone. Oh, that's in the series. Yeah, it's okay. book four or five. Okay, so this is just the first one. And Gone Baby Gone is that movie with Casey Affleck? Yeah, and Morgan Freeman and someone else that I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, fuck, I just read it last night and I was like, okay, this is too deep for what's going on. If you can't find it, that's alright. You can summarize what it was. If you would like. Basically. Basically there's a point where. Um, the He keeps calling his partner. Babe and all this. And she's like stop. Because my husband. Da 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 da. And you've been doing this for too long. And. It's getting old, and I'm starting to think of my life, because my husband beats me, and you, I come to work to you, who's supposed to be my friend, but you fucking do all this, and it's getting annoying. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking to this other guy after a funeral. Spoiler alert, there's a funeral, I'm not gonna say who dies. And he's pretty much saying, like, the same thing, like, this is my life, and he starts pretty much saying like oh um 
there's a lot of people talking about what their lives are right now and any longer in our half any longer in what any longer and then i'd have to uh Any longer than I'm going to have to start reconsidering my life because all I'm thinking about is all these people considering their lives and politics and my dad and my friend who's. So basically he's saying like all these people are putting their life into perspective and pretty soon I'm going to have to do follow suit and do that too. Yeah, because he doesn't want... He doesn't... Pretty much doesn't want to because... He doesn't want to grow type thing. Not that he doesn't want to grow. It's just too much for him. But yeah, yeah, I guess he doesn't want to go. I almost found it. Because a lot of this, he's talking about how his dad is... um Was this big hero and... He got his two minutes of fame because he or 15 minutes because he helped um when you're reading i have a good idea when you're reading and i do this sometimes too if it's like good like good enough in my brain to like i should have annotated write down. it but you don't have if you don't like annotating oh, I books it. okay i raised my eyebrows at angie and she smiled softly both of us remembering her voice in the chapel the night before this is my life. A lot of people take in stock of their lives these days. Judging by Devin and Angie, I wasn't sure how bright that was. And what does that mean, like, within the story? Basically, it's just people being like, this is life. Because earlier in the story, the girl who had found that they were paid to find, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, I just want to be... I want to be the one who does the needing. I don't want to be the person who's needed. Like, oh, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And then they just throw me away. Yeah. And basically that got to him because his dad was always like, he was considered the hero because he was a firefighter who watched this mom fall to the ground and then they she died. And everyone was like, oh shit, we don't know what to do. The kids are up there. They're going to die. And he just climbed up to the thing, up to the f the floor they were on and saved them and then came all the way down. And he was just like, yeah, it was just nothing. Like, I just fucking did it. And people were like, oh, he's so great. He's so great. But then- The main character? The main character's dad. Oh, okay. But then at home, he would just, like, beat his kids. Oh, yeah. So they're like, yeah, they get to see the hero side of him, but they don't see the side of him that I seen. Yeah. And that, like, gets to him, because they keep bringing him up, like, oh, well, you're only, I only called you because of your dad. I know who your dad was, and he, you'd want to be just fucking like him. And he was like, no, I don't. Like, you don't, you don't get it. Yeah. And then she, his partner, starts, uh, some, I forgot what exactly happens, but she starts to get retrospective on her life, and she's like, I'm tired of people just looking at me another as another pair of legs or something to beat on or all that. Like, this is my life. I go, I do this, I go home, get beat, we fuck, and then I, the day just keeps repeating. And then the cop, 
they were talking about he was like well that's my day i go i get dressed i go knock on like gang wars see a bunch of people get shot take some people to jail go home take a nap and then do it all over again mm-hmm. and he's starting to realize that like that's all really he's doing is just the same shit over he's and putting over. his life under perspective and I think that's, like, a big thing is, like, some people, they just kind of don't ever stop to think about, like, the things that they're doing actively every day in their life and how it affects them. You know what I mean? Which is great, but then they I think that's why, like, everyone's like, self-care is so good, you know? Because, like, it's taking time to, like, take care of yourself. Which is great and all, but then they start being like, oh, politics and uh, gang wars and they have a friend who's willing to kill all these kids because they're not the right color and i don't want to look at them like that because everyone's all the same and now fucking pedophilia and i'm like this was a detective story about finding this and that's kind of what i was talking about earlier i wasn't trying to diss you i just think that some stories have too much going on in one thing and then it kind of throws you off of the whole perspective of the story you know what i'm saying too many topics in one book too many things that you're rooting against or rooting for and you're kind of like i don't know what i'm supposed to feel yeah and they're like oh don't go fucking with this guy roland and he's like who's roland who's roland and roland spoiler alert is her son and i'm starting to think that because of who her husband slash Roland's dad is Roland's gonna be the good guy the whole time and I'm like okay you're keeping this character in a mystery but I already fucking figured it out because through the whole book you're like don't go fucking with him don't go fucking with him and then you got to this one guy and he's like yeah you don't go fucking with him but you really don't go fucking with his dad and they're at a war and I'm like okay so if his dad is this evil guy and you don't fuck with you really don't fuck with him but you also don't fuck with the the son makes me think that the son is the good guy and you're just trying to like oh which one's the good guy which one's the bad yeah. guy and i'm like okay you can already tell what they're where they're going with it i already figured it out like you're gonna can you like turn the screen off oh sorry you're gonna fucking be like okay i got the evidence he's looking for me roland wants to talk oh my god oh no, what am I going to do? And then you're going to go talk to him, and then everything's going to be like, no, I don't want to kill you. I want to kill my dad. No. You can help me kill my dad. Jesus. This and book it, sounds like a lot. It's it's good. Um, I'm 62 pages away from finishing it, and maybe tonight we can read and I can finish it. Um, yeah. I just really want to finish it so I can say that I... Like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Yes, there's some words that shouldn't be in there, and I'm not trying to, like, be like, oh, no, that's not... No, they shouldn't be in there at all. Mm -hmm. But it seems like from his perspective, it's like, he's like, oh, these are the people he surrounds him with because it's Boston, and everyone's a little racist in Boston. And I'm like, okay. It doesn't give you a right to be racist in your book. Like, I get that it's self-reflection, but you just had a whole conversation going on where in the back of a bar they're counting the fucking people in a football game and they're all saying the n-word and it's not comfortable it's not comfortable at all Mm -hmm. i'd give it like a three yeah 
because it's just trying to do too much like like i said politics racism pedophilia and that's the thing with some things it's like it tries to be woke and then it just like does the opposite which is weird because this book was written in 2003 i believe don't quote me on that and takes place in 1993 so it's dated but it's even more dated because it's set even farther back so. Yeah, and it tries to be funny too. Like I don't, there was a joke I didn't get. They were called down to the office of the police because the dad is looking for the main character so he can lead him to what he needs so he can take it and everything can be fine. And he's like, "Oh, it's a rare sight in Boston. There's no cars out." I told her to go into the parking lot and back in and out of a parking spot every now and again, or every parking spot I see so I could see how it feels like. And I'm like, I don't get the joke. I don't live in Boston. I've never lived in a crowded area where it's hard to find a parking spot. I'm from Buffalo. Yes, it's hard, but I've I've always found parking. My mom has always found parking spots, so I don't get the the whole oh it's busy you can't ever find a place to park so you have to park on the street yeah it's kind of like can't relate yeah i'm like okay what are you talking about i don't know i think when i'm done with this it's gonna be a little bit before i go because i have the first book and the second book oh the second second one uh darkness take my hand or darkness hold my hand okay Oh, and they had one of those moments where I'm like, oh, that's why they call it that. Because they're talking about um, a gang war that's going on. And he's like, they're in like the bad neighborhood. And they're having a drink before the gang war. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's a war about to happen. And he's like, let's go to a bar. And the main character goes, why? And the cop looks at him, smirks, and goes to have a drink before the war. And I'm like, oh, that's I why I hate it's when called. things do that, though. They, like, name drop their own shit. I'd rather, like, name my book something that's not in the story. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite joke in Family Guy, though, because he's, like, uh, they're doing the whole thing, and then he's like, to stop this, I must become Superman 4, the quest for peace. And he goes... Oh, that's why they called it that. <laughs> so anyways, um, that's my book. That sounds good. Side started... note, that's that's two books with, that I'm reading that have the name Roland in it. Yeah. This book, the side character, and then the Dark Tower book three, the main character's name is Roland. Yeah. So I'm also reading, like, a polarizing book. Oh. It's um, Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. He is a... uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's a gay man. I was going to say middle-aged, but then I was like, I don't know. So, um, he's a gay man, and he's... It's, like, basically, like, a commentary on, like, different stories in his life and stuff. Just, like, telling the stories and, like... It kind of, like, teaches you lessons through it. Kind of. Not really. It's kind of just, like, a funny book about his life. And the first, uh, it's, like, short He is 66 years old. Okay. It's short stories. And, um... Is it short stories or is it antidotes? There's a difference. 
I don't know what that means. Anecdotes are like personal stories about your life. Like That's what it is. Yeah, if I were to tell you about the time that my teacher in the eighth grade made me a Nickelback CD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. No, but yeah, I guess it is anecdotes because um, they're all stories about his life. They're just short, like, and they don't They're rooted in reality. And they don't like he doesn't like make the stories like connect. They're no, just, they're like, just different stories. About okay. Um, and so it's not a biography. It's, it's just, hey, here's a, a random story from my life. It's just here's a another random story. Spin on his okay. life. And um, the first one is about. Um, Tell me, what what. Do you want to go into the names of them? Because you had me uh, kind of laughing when you named them. Do you want to grab it real quick? Yeah. I don't remember what they were called. Oh, the first one was called Go Carolina. Um. Like Sweet Carolina. No, it's like sports or whatever. Go Carolina. Like the football team probably then. I don't know. They're like Carolina State, and I don't even know what that means. But basically, he's talking about how like he doesn't even care about sports, and like, but where relate. he where he lives, everyone asks like, which one are you? And he's like, never knows what to answer because like it depends on the person. Yeah. So then he basically, so basically one day he's getting called out of class. And they're like, okay, grab all your stuff. You're probably not going to be here at the end of thing. And he's like, what the hell's going on? All this because of what he doesn't and know. So, no. And so he goes with this random lady and she's like, Carolina or State? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Um, State, I think is what he says. And she's like, gave him like a weird look. And then like, he found out that that's his speech teacher. Because he has a lisp. Oh, and um so then she's just like a mean person in general and he thinks that like his wrong answer made it worse so i I get that though i feel like that all the time yeah so basically he's at the speech therapy this speech therapist teacher whatever is low-key um abusive (laughs) like She's like, oh, see, you can't say things right, and like shit like that. Like, is that where the title comes from? Um, there's another one called called specifically "Me Talk Pretty One Day" that I haven't gotten to yet, but I'm guessing it's about the same like kind of aspect. Um, but <laughs> but that's a pretty long. Oh, you read three of them? No, two of them. But, um, the second one is about, and that's just, like, a whole story about it, and, like, he thinks that she's coming around when she's leaving, because she starts to be nice to him, and he's, like, but he, he developed this way of not talking with, with S's at all, so that he didn't well, have you kinda, to Well, yeah, you kind of have to, because... He uses specific words so that he could go around it. Yeah, you kind of have to learn how to do that, though, if you have a lisp. Because every time you have you say a word with an S, you're gonna 
Well, not just an ass, but certain words. But anyway, so he would, like, he expanded his vocabulary and, like, found different ways to say things. So instead of, like, saying, I have to use the bathroom, he'd be like, I'm going to use the toilet. Or I'm going to go to the toilet. Or something like that. Like, just something that doesn't have an S in it. And he would just steer around it. And so he learned how to do that. And by the end, he's like, he was pretty confident because he didn't have to say S's anymore. Mm-hmm. And he and the teacher was kind of being nice. And she's like, well, I'm leaving. Like, none of my students like me. I know that. Like, I failed as a teacher. And, like, he's like, oh, my God. Like, she's actually being nice. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he said, like, the lisp. And she's like, haha, I got you, motherfucker. And, like, was even more abusive. And then, like, he told his mom. And his mom was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. She got you. And it was, like, fucked up. And then the Holy second shit. one. shit. The second one is called. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that plot twist. And the second one is called Giant Dreams Midget Abilities. I know that you're not supposed to say that word, but that's what it's called. And, um. <clears throat> It's basically about how his mom, his dad loves, uh, his dad loves jazz. It's like his form of like getting back at his parents, like his grandparents, his dad's dad and mom. So, um, he's like trying to pass it on to them, to the kids. So he's like, you guys should form a band. So then he gave a guitar to David, the writer of the book. And he's like, you're going to be the guitarist. And, like, he's like, I know you've always wanted to. And he's like, I don't know when I gave you that impression. Like, I like, <laughs> I like sewing. Like, he's I like, like soap operas. Like, I don't know why you think it'd that. It'd be like you being like, oh, I know you love video games, so here's a fishing pole. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. Not once have I ever played a fishing game. <laughs> exactly. Like, I've gone fishing in Yakuza, but, like... so. Basically, he just, like, forces his kids to be musical. And so he goes and he sets him up with this teacher. And when he gets there, um, his his name's Mr. Mancini. And not to be confused with Don Mancini. And he is a uh, little person. And he's got a lot of rage and sexual energy and... Could you say that despite... Homophobia... Could you say that despite all of his rage, he is still just a rat in a cage? (laughs) Anyway. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so basically it's just his, him learning like, (sighs) he basically like started to trust this guy because he was like, he's pretty cool. Like he's open He's homophobic. Okay, but he wasn't there yet. He didn't get to that point yet where he, like, revealed that about himself. So, like, he starts to open up to him. And then he gets to the point where he's like, I'm not like other kids. Like, I know that you told me to name my guitar a girl name, but I named it after my cousin because I don't like girls. And, like, he was just, like, talking about all this different shit in his life. And the guy's like, what did he say? He's like, uh, a lot of this episode is searching for, he's like, I mean, come on now for God's sake, kid, pull yourself together. And he like pretty much like is mean to him about it. And he learned that like, 
he's basically just talking about how like that affected him in life and shit and like that's basically what all, all these stories are is just like things that's happened to him and like how it affected him but it's really good so far and i can't wait to re- keep reading it because i'm enjoying it but i know that some people you know what that story reminds me of don't like it that story kind of reminds me of that scene from uh that 90s show where... speaking of i was gonna bring up a topic can you I... can continue um that scene from that 90s show spoiler alert where he's trying to come out to kitty and he's like it's all part of my plan come out to this person come out to this person come out to this and he's just going through and just telling people and he's it shows him ordering buying the pizza and he's like that'll be 3.95 and he's like okay i'm gay by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah or when he that's okay so <clears throat> what i was gonna bring up was i feel like that's there's a whole topic of things like this and this show specifically is what brought this topic in mind things that i enjoyed at first but then kind of like am not enjoying anymore and i haven't finished them are you saying you don't want to finish that nightly show i do want to finish it and i want to try season two but I feel like I'm not into it right now, and I don't know why. I don't know if the episodes that we've just watched recently, like the last two episodes, just were eh, kind of like filler episodes. Or if they just didn't resonate with me as much as the other episodes did, or if I liked it when we first started watching it and now I don't. Here's the problem. We got so used to that 70s show where everything takes place over the span of a year... And now it's the 90s show and it takes place specifically during the summer. So what's going to happen when she leaves and then comes back next summer? I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. He's going to have a different girlfriend. He's going to have a different girlfriend. The brother and the other Asian girl are going to be broken up and not talking to each other. I don't think she's Asian. But continue. Gwen is gonna be all like weird she's gonna be like not the same person they're all not gonna be the same people yeah and And she's gonna be exactly the same and she's gonna try and fit in again and it's gonna be different and then by the end of the season they're gonna all get back together again yeah Yeah. which I mean that's perfectly fine that's how real life is sometimes but that's that 70s show was so good and they did it so well having it year round having him then move to not only that but there was more episodes per season well this is only the first season so you kind of have to take it slowly they didn't know what people were going to think but you get what I mean I feel like the ending to this there's more character progression and character uh what is it called you connect to the characters more in that 70s show because they give them more to work with whereas that 90s show they haven't really given the characters they haven't really given the characters much to work with so they kind of feel flat like kind of like okay this feels like somebody acting that doesn't feel like an actual person 
Yeah, what kind of got me was how she's like, oh, I don't want this to end. And then the episode ended with her being like, your school schedules came. So all of this is going to end. And it's like, okay, you didn't have to point that fact out. Yeah, I know that they're trying to go for comedy. And I get that different people are making the show. And I get that the humor of those people are different than the humor of the people. But yeah, I don't know. I just like, isn't uh, Kitty and Red the ones who are making the show? Like wrote it or whatever? No. No. I'm I'm pretty sure the guy who plays Red is uh, some sort of producer. Okay. Who but... wrote it? Because it seems like the comedy is a little geared towards It's geared the comedy is geared towards young people, but it seems like an old person saying what young people sound like. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't actually Young people don't actually sound like that. It's what an old person thinks that young people sound like. It's created by Bonnie Turner, Lindsay Turner, and Greg Mettler. But based... Based... Hold on. Based on that 70s show, who was also created by Bonnie Turner, but it was also created by Terry Turner and Mark Brasler. So... Only one of the people is the same. Yeah, which I get, it kind of has that 70s show feel. But only at very specific times. There's only, like, one joke per episode where you're like, yes, this feels like that 70s show. But then the rest of it just kind of feels flat. Here's the problem. The people, I feel like the people who created the original lived through that time period. They grew up during that time. So they knew what it felt like to grow I don't grow know up. if these people have. No, I think they were adults they're obviously adults in the 90s so they have to go based on like 90s kids what exper- they think 90s yes. kids were like not yes. what they were actually like as 90 kids 90s kids and i think that's what i'm trying to say is like it feels like an older person portraying what a younger person sounds like it's the equivalent of that meme where steve buscemi's in the skateboarding thing and he's like hello fellow kids yeah or it's like even like the opposite it's like if i wrote a book about an 80 year old person it wouldn't sound like an 80 year old person it would sound like a 20 year old because i'm 20 you know what i mean well not 20 but you get what i mean like (laughs) i'm in my 20s but you get what i mean like i just feel like they didn't have the actual, like, childhood experience in the 90s to work off of. And if they did, they're not portraying it well. And another thing I've noticed is that 70s show, they didn't rely on references of things that came out in the 70s. No, there would be one, like, every, like... Like, my favorite There'd is be, the... like, every five episodes, there'd be, like, one reference to the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be, like, the whole thing is based around it. Whereas this, it's, like... The soundtrack, the costumes, the jokes, all based around the 90s. The you fucking know? setup for one of your favorite songs when yeah. he's in the, fu- the B costume. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, one of my favorite jokes in... <coughs> well, not jokes, references in that 70s show was the Halloween episode where they go to go watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And she's like, Michael, you know I don't like horror movies. Or Texas. <laughs> or Texas. <laughs> but they didn't, like, rely on that too much. Although, in that same episode, they did a Carrie reference. 
Because that's the one where they go to the school and they find out about all the... Uh, well, I feel like that was like a whole like horror episode just because it was like... Wasn't it like a Halloween episode? It was a Halloween episode. Yeah. It's just funny that they did a, a Texas Chainsaw and a Carrie reference, but they weren't relying on it. Like you didn't... You weren't expecting it because the whole episode wasn't about it. Whereas the whole last one, as soon as they... As soon as you seen the bee costume... Mm-hmm. You could, I knew. You knew that their wheels were turning, and yeah. they were gonna, they were gonna reference it at least once. Yeah. And they fucking did. And for the... like two full minutes, they just played that song, and they were just dancing around. And then, um, not only that, but like what you said, kind of made me think. Like, they can't make Halloween episodes. They can't make Christmas episodes. They can't make nope. any of that shit because it's only the summer. Unless they're like, oh, here's a special Christmas episode where she goes there for a weekend. And I'm like, okay. It's like, why don't you just make the whole show, like, just year-round? Like, make an excuse. Like, just she lives with her grandparents because her parents are too busy or because she wants to or whatever reason, you know? I feel like they're going to find a contrived reason to make them move back to Wisconsin. Yeah, but I don't think that the parents are going to be in the episodes still, even if they do move back. Like, maybe once in a while, but... Like, maybe Donna, but I don't think Eric... Like, I think he said in person, like, the actor has said, like, he's not going to be a big part of it. Well, yeah, because he doesn't want them to rely too much on it. Like, yeah, you had a... Degrassi did it good. Yeah. The first couple seasons, you had snippets of the older characters, and then they're like, okay, we don't need them anymore. This isn't about them. They kind of, like... Gave the closure that you needed for those characters while also introducing you to new characters that had to do with those characters. Yes. You know what I mean? And that kind of made it easier. Whereas this one, it's kind of just random snippets of people from that 70s show, but they don't really have anything to do with the characters. And if they do, it's kind of like, oh, well, Kelso's this kid's dad. But do you really see them together? Not really. Only in one scene. Like, it, and they don't even feel like dad and son. Like, they seem like... He doesn't even seem like his mom. I don't understand the... Like, this Kelso's, like, the, he does seem like a Kelso, but their chemistry together, they don't seem like father and son. And he said I don't he's think smart. Jackie can have any kids in general. Like, she, she doesn't seem like the mom type. Um, he said... He he's smart. He gets that from his mom. <laughs> Bitch, where? When Not was she once smart? Has Jackie ever been smart? <laughs> when? Oh my god. My one of my that just reminded me of one of my other favorite jokes. Damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. <laughs> one of my other favorite jokes where they're trying to do like the Bible thing and they have the the Last Supper and she's like, "Why are we all? Why do we all look like this? Huh?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, that's funny." But then it makes me think, like, if she didn't get that reference, I mean, character-wise, she's not really that smart. She's never been that smart. She was a homie hopping homie hopper. (laughs) She really did date, like, every guy on there except for Eric. The only time she was a smidge smart was halfway through her fucking relationship with Hyde. And that was maybe, like, the smallest amount of time. And then she just went back to her old ways. Yeah. So it didn't really matter. And then she fucked with, fucked around with, uh... She ended the show with Fez. Fez. And then... (laughs) Then he wrapped that up really shittily in the 90s show. 
in my opinion. They were just like, it was just a conversation between Kitty and Fez. And then he's just like, yeah, this is what happened. And then we never see Fez again. And it's like, why even bring it up then? They, you noticed, know what I mean? I noticed they've written off three three important characters to me. Shotzi? <laughs> the dog? Mitch? Mitch, yeah. And, um, fuck. I can't remember what the third one was, and it was there. And Fez. Yeah. They kind of No, um, Betsy. Who's Betsy? Kelso's child. Oh, yeah. No mention of it either He before. had a daughter, and, and there they was don't a even... whole. There was a whole, like, two I'm and I'm wondering a half if they're going to be like, oh, this is your older stepsister, like, older half-sister, whatever the fuck it is. That would be interesting, but it's not about Jay. Mm-mm. So it's not going to happen. Whereas that 90 show, that 70 that show. That 70 show, it was focused on every single character. This one, it feels like. Everyone had a story. Exactly. This one, it just feels like Leia's story, everyone else just kind of has stupid little plots. That's basically what it is. And Leia's story isn't even that strong either. Oh, she likes this kid. And she has cool friends. Okay, but what are you learning? You know what I mean? She's awkward, but even Eric wasn't that awkward. Yeah. He was awkward, but like in a unique way. Hit her, she's just awkward in the same way as her dad. She doesn't even do the thing that he does. She doesn't do the pocket thing. She doesn't do the thing where he'll say something and he'll put his hand up like this and then he'll, you can't see what I'm doing, but he'll put his hand up and then he'll go gulp and then put his hand down like that. She has none of his character traits. Yeah. And she doesn't. It's like they're trying to make her him, but without all the good shit. And she's nothing like Donna either. Mm -mm. So I just, I don't get it. Like, yeah, she shows. They're trying to be like, she's in the debate club. So she's like Donna. And I'm like, that doesn't. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> she doesn't show any... Like, she's not arguing with people on the daily. Like, she's not, like... You know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, strong-minded like her mom actually is. You know what I mean? She's just on the debate club randomly. It just doesn't make sense. They totally, like, fuck So up. is there anything that you feel like you were watching or enjoying... Like, it could be a book or anything that you don't really like as much anymore? I did get scared while reading Duma Key that I didn't like Stephen King anymore. Shit. But it was just the book. So you just don't like Duma Key? I want to read it to read it and say that I've read all of his stuff, but it was just really slow. Yeah. I... Well, some books, though, pick up after a while, so maybe it's like that, hopefully. Well, I made it, like... 60 pages in and they still haven't gotten to the meat and potatoes um wastelands what page am i on i'm 53 pages in mm-hmm. and i know what's happening i know what they got to do i know what the problem yeah. is i'm invested but that book is way bigger so that's why it's taking longer to get into the point yeah it just doesn't feel like there's a point okay sometimes stephen king's like that though he just doesn't have a point. He just kind of rambles, you know? <laughs> it wasn't even rambling. It was just parts that kind of didn't make any sense. Yeah. Guy got into an accident, lost lost some brain cells, <laughs> lost his whole arm. 
Um, pause it. No, turn off the screen. Well, I so I can notice when we have to stop. Oh. We're at forty minutes. Sorry, little conversation in between. Um, <laughs> what was I? Oh yeah, guy gets into a car accident, loses his arm, loses some brain cells, get angry, can't remember what a chair is called, and he's talking to his wife, and he's that, like, get the friend, get I feel the like he's trying to portray brain damage without knowing anything about how brain damage actually works. And that's what annoys me about him. He's like, oh, I got an idea? Let's type. No research. And it's like, okay, but, like, you should have some facts behind your stuff. You know what I mean? Anyway, then gets a divorce because the wife doesn't want to be around him because he didn't know who she was and strangled her, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Kids are scared. He goes to Florida. He has a dream. (coughs) He paints something and then he stops painting. And I'm like, okay, so this book is all about painting and brain trauma, I guess. But what about about what about the paintings? You keep saying that the paintings are important, but he literally painted one thing, and now I'm ten pages away from that other that thing that he painted, and there hasn't been a mention of painting since. What about the painting? They're gonna get to it. You just have to be patient. Well, okay, I get it, but you you totally stopped talking about the painting and just started describing the house and then started That's describing what he the does. beach. He rambles about every single aspect of the book so that he can have a million words in his books. Oh, there's a bee? Let me describe every aspect of the bee. There was 7,000 hairs on the bee, and it was yellow, but a very specific <laughs> color of yellow, kind of like the sun. And you know what I mean? Like he just rambles and it's not needed. It doesn't get to the point, and that's what I don't like about him. That's why I like to read his short stories. Cuz he gets to the point. It's not even that, though. It's just the fact that, like, I don't care. You're you're going to talk about painting. That's cool. But why do you have to go back and talk about the how your arm itches and how you can't feel your arm because the arm's not there, but it still itches and your stump tingles. And, Phantom limb. Yeah, and you're... Um, taking a nap where you wanted to lay down for an hour and you ended up sleeping for six hours and then you called your and then you called your daughter and she didn't answer and then she called you back and you talked to her for like two minutes and then you told her exactly what you just told us about you wanted to take an hour nap this is what i don't understand like things happen in his books and you're like was that even needed like i called and my daughter didn't answer but then she called me back and it's like, okay, but why don't you just have her answer then if she's just going to call you back? <laughs> like, this was three paragraphs of her, you waiting for her to call that didn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, he, I don't know. He just rambles a lot. He, he vents, I think. But that's what I do when I write. Like, I literally wrote a whole thing. Okay, but you actually have, like, good, like, dialogue and, like, you know, like, conversations between characters and, like character progression and shit like that and like i feel like you have a point to your shit where his is just like since he's so famous he doesn't really have to try anymore so some of his later books well, i feel like he's trying now but for a while i feel like he like didn't give a fuck so and he just had to make quota 
So he just kind of like typed whatever was in his mind. He's like, oh, well, I don't have enough words. Let me stretch out what this scene looks like. And so he's like, okay, well, instead of saying there was a green chair, let's say that the chair, you know what I mean? Like he, I feel like he doesn't give a fuck. So he just kind of like says whatever. You still want to read Rage, though, right? Yeah, I want to read a lot of his books. It's just I don't think I'll ever get to, like, The Stand or Duma no. Key or, no. like, you know what I mean? Or It. I don't, I'm not that invested in It as, like, a whole story. Controversial opinion? It isn't even that good. No. It's not... I don't understand why that's the one that people are like, oh, it's amazing. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's because they made movies about it. And then they made newer movies about it. And so people are like, oh, well, it's the new thing. I gotta like it, too. The problem with it is the fact that the kids are so interesting. But since it's a dual timeline where it's the kids as kids and the kids as adults, the adult part of them is not interesting at all. Yeah. Everyone, I've heard people... And also there's controversial parts in it. And also... Not even talking about the controversial parts. It's just, like, the kids, super interesting. They're kids being kids trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Adults. They're adults that aren't kids anymore that are still trying to figure out what the fuck they're going on, but they're not doing kid-like things. They're being adults. They're forgetting about it. What else can you say about it? They're adults. Yeah. They're, they're not kids anymore. They grasp the situation. Whereas when they're kids, they're kids. They're still trying to grasp the situation. It's not scary anymore because they're... They're adults. They know yeah. ex- they know exactly what happened, how it happened, who it affected, who it didn't, what, like... There's no there's no stakes anymore. There's no childlike wonder. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we have to go defeat this thing from our childhood. That's fucking... We did it once. Or, like, what is it called? 27 years ago. Well, it's like, uh... This is taking me way too long to think of. Second verse, same as the first. Yeah. Kind of thing. Whereas as their kids, they're like, okay, what's going on? Why aren't the why aren't the adults seeing this? Why do people who do see this don't care? Mm-hmm. Why are the adults numb? Why? I don't know. It just seems ones... like it's a good idea, but it's way too hyped up. And it's not something that I would ever be interested in by myself so there's no way i'm picking it up just because it's popular because i'm just not that kind of person i'm going to read it. i would rather read like misery or like i want to read the long walk a lot or like um, we have three copies of the, long the institute walk. i want to read a lot too we have three copies of the long walk the only big book of his that i think i might read is like eleven twenty two sixty three. yes it has ties to it not like huge ties like he um he sees two of the characters from it walking across a street. Oh. That's it. So that doesn't really matter. That's pretty much it. But, um, I don't know. I'm going to get to it eventually, but I don't think I'm there yet where I care enough. Like, Stephen King books I want to read right now. I want to finish the whole Dark Tower series. Not like the books that connect to it. I want to get there eventually, but I want to finish the whole series. I want to read Rage. I want to read 1122. I want to read The Institute, Gerald's Game, Dolores Claiborne. Like, those are ones that I want to read right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to call it? Yeah. Thanks for listening to It Takes Two.
to review with Lauren and Will. And we'll be back next time with some big news about our future future in podcasting. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. So uh, I almost well, try, I try to say ecstatic and excited at the same time. Stay tuned and you'll find out. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's kind of a gobbledygook, but kind of not. I don't know. Yeah. But, oh well, if you did it, too bad. <laughs> Thanks for listening, too. Takes two. To review. Bye.